A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. won the Rumble, Rhea Ripley won the Rumble, but most importantly of all, all of us fans won the Royal Rumble, because last year's was a bit rubbish, and this year's was, at a base level, better. Better. Yeah. And agreeable, and in the words of Laurie Blake before we went on on live, which I don't know if you saw because we accidentally might have gone live before the countdown started... Incredibly competent. Incredibly competent. <laughs> my bet. That's the best I can review it. <laughs> I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Laurie Blake, El Fagador. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, where we're reviewing the Royal Rumble Premium Live event. If you haven't already, please give us a subscribe. Press the thumbs up button. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on Triple H's booking and the era of brilliance. And get in your own ultra chats, Hunter chats, Sammy chats. I don't know, to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. But first, yes, Cody and Rhea won. Mm -hmm. They were the favourites going in. It was predictable. Yeah. And it happened. Is there anything wrong with that? (sighs) I don't don't know. I'm I'm really torn because I feel like it's absolutely fine that the people that you wanted to win the match and that made most sense to win the match Mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. Cody's probably got the best story around the title, bar Sami Zayn. Uh, Rhea is the most dominant woman in the whole division and is over like Rover, so it makes a lot of sense. But is that good enough? Like, what? what, What what are you talking about? I don't know. That's this is the thing. I don't. (laughs) This is the thing. I don't. I've got this like bit in my head that's like it's the Rumble. I want to see something surprising. I feel like. I was thinking Ryan about Jax this. Was I think there. about this with the. I think about this with the. Um, just like the title matches and stuff like mm. that as well. It's like it's this whole thing of like the WrestleMania period is so difficult to get right because it is always this feeling of foregone conclusion, and it feels like everyone has to go above and beyond to sell us on the idea that there could be an upset, there could be drama, there could be a surprise, and really, what happened last night was they didn't they didn't bother with any of that. They were just like. Here is what you wanted. So what and you're... sometimes when I get what I want, 
I'd realize I didn't want it that badly. <laughs> so let me hear what you're saying. You're saying that uh, all these stories and wrestlers that Triple H has very competently built up since he got the book at the end of July, start of August, mm -hmm. and is then fulfilling on those storylines and characters that he has pushed. Yeah. That's when you go, oh, I kind of wish Vince McMahon was throwing <laughs> some random crap like, at the wall. <laughs> Where's Shane McMahon? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you want a Shane... A Shane entrance, a Shane win. Yeah, let's have it. Look, there, there was stuff that wasn't to like. Kofi botched mm -hmm. his latest impossible uh, save attempt. Logan Paul looks like he's building a program with Seth Rollins for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I, I, do you know that zany? I didn't. Yeah, I. I mean, and I, I didn't mind that. I think. I think actually, this Rumble was really interesting because to, to go back to the idea of it being super combatant. There just wasn't any fat in any of them. Like everyone who was in there, there was a reason they were there. They were either, you know, like even the Miz, who I was be like, oh man, maybe I don't want you in here. He was there to go out first. Yeah. That was genius. I don't think there was anyone. They were just the caliber of performer in all of those matches was just higher than it was last year. Like, mm, you know, like, undoubtedly. Yeah. And it just, it made it kind of, it made it sing, but I feel like it, it also, the thing that was missing was it, there wasn't just this like, super excitement when everyone came in there wasn't that kind of i felt like there wasn't always that moment where someone just got to just come in and do all of their best stuff mm. and i kind of have a i'm having trouble remembering a lot of what happened from a lot of the rumble <laughs> matches uh despite the you know like ricochet and logan paul colliding in the air that feels like the big standout moment of the men's rumble to me and there's not really much else like of like oh that do you remember when that guy did that thing and he came in and got that thing <coughs> off and that mm. really cool bit happened yeah, I suppose really if you look at the Rumble men's match, mm. you've got Edge taking out Judgment Day. Yep. Uh, you have a mirror image of that in the women's when Becky Lynch took on Damage Control. Uh, you have the Beth Phoenix spear on Rhea. Mm -hmm. uh, you have, oh, my ribs. Ow, ow. You have Gunther lasting from one right to the very mm -hmm. end. You have the extra bonus level that Cody and <laughs> Gunther unlocked at the end of the match. Yes. Uh, you have Rhea Ripley the going from one to stage. one. Yeah. Like, yeah. At the end of what's the Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> Any you, get of them. To, you get to be Bowser at the end. Oh, yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, I was Gunther yeah, there. Yeah. I was rooting for Gunther by the end. Mm. Uh, yeah, that incredible moment with Logan Paul and Ricochet mm -hmm. uh, when Brock Lesnar and Gunther had a little, had a little stare, stare down, down, didn't interact. No. I think there was plenty in that. I think it was one of the most adequately booked rumbles adequately. with with the right winner yeah okay so that's we'll talk we'll dive more into the rumble Such matches competence. <laughs> we'll dive more into the rumble matches themselves in a bit but the other bit of triple h's brilliant booking mm. and arguably this is why the men's rumble opened the show the women's rumble was the second to end it's because the real main event of a royal rumble mm. show was, wasn't was even the main event. It was the post-match angle. Yeah, the 20-minute so, post-match angle. <laughs> Post-Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, you had Sami Zayn finally hit Roman Reigns with a chair mm -hmm. and the bloodline beat him to smithereens. <clears throat> so good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, saw, we didn't know it was going to happen, but we all kind of assumed it would. Yes. But I think, like, and it, and it was clever, it's, and it was, I, I, have no, I have no notes about that because it was brilliant i think even the call to have the commentary sharp mm. from the moment that scene started sort of playing out was just brilliant like letting it all just breathe for as long as it needed and the fact that like 
you know, 50,000 people were enthralled by this. Like, you know, this was, it was, this was just guys standing around in a ring. You couldn't hear them. They weren't mic'd up. And everyone was just like on the edge of their seat watching and waiting. And like every little movement from Sami Zayn, everyone was reading into being like, this is the moment. And they delayed that moment of gratification where he's going to hit Roman with a chair. And the amount of times that Roman turned his back on him, just like <laughs> being like, now, not now. What about now? Not now. Like, <laughs> ugh, it was done. To, it was done to perfection. Like Jay Uso as well. His whole like the kind of full step back through his character as well, where he's like he's into the idea of the beating up Kevin Owens, and then when they turn back on Zayn and Zayn does the thing, it's like it's all too much for him to kind of mm. comprehend in that exact moment. To like, what do I do? I don't want to beat up Sami Zayn, but I'm also really pissed off that like you know I called you my brother, like and all this stuff. It ah, oh, it's genius. The the thing should have been in rumble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the, uh, potentially. He didn't. No, he shouldn't. Also, I think he should be. He should be. <coughs> elimination chamber. Something big needs to happen. Yeah. Now. The the master stroke with the Sammy bit is yeah I agree the Jay stuff <clears> because <throat> you can look at this rumble and the three big things off it: Rhea won, Cody won, and Sammy Zayn turned on Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. and that is what triggered the bloodline kicking out Sammy. Yeah. That's all relatively predictable. I could I could put a 90% guess on all of those things happening before the show started. Mm -hmm. But what took me by surprise, and I think this is the best way of storytelling or booking, is when the people in charge then go, oh, yeah, but also this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that also makes total sense. I hadn't seen that coming. So when Jey Uso is the emotional heart yeah. of this Sami Zayn turn... Following the WrestleMania XXX thing where he defended him in the trial yeah. as well, was just just so layered and it made sense and it was the payoff to what is actually a three-year storyline because yeah. Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, that's not Hell in a Cell 2020, but the one before? Mm. Was it? Oh, I, feel like I, I'm a, I feel like I'm on Survival Series. It was before. It, it, it was before 2020. It was tw it was 2020 when you know Roman came back, turned heel at SummerSlam. Mm. But then his first challenger was Jay. But they had two matches. Yes, and I think the first one was a straight singles match. Mm. And people no will know. <clears throat> Everyone's probably screaming. It was Extreme Rules. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's and then yeah, Jay's been through that already, mm. and Jay had to acknowledge Roman and he acknowledged he, he said I'm going to pledge loyalty to Roman yeah. and then very recently at Survivor Series he pledged loyalty to Sami Zayn as well yeah. and when Jey Uso commits yeah. he ain't turning oh, back oh he's hard to win over yeah. he's like a swan he mates for life <laughs> <laughs> but now he's got this cognitive dissonance of but I've pledged my heart to two people who, who now hate each other Yeah, and he can't deal he had to mm. walk away so just I, yeah you can say it was uh it was predictable, but I think it it was predictable in the way that it was enormously narratively fulfilling, and they put a cherry on top with the J stuff as well. Yeah. So I just think Triple H, what he's done on this show, the the layout of the show, having the Rumble first, which circumvents any no Sammy backlash, yeah, and also just in terms of business, Vince McMahon went away, and apparently hasn't come back to creative yet, and the product. It's better than it ever has been, mm. I would say, consistently over time. And crucially, 
it's making more money. Yeah. And the ratings are going up. And it's like, I, 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 knew, I always knew this would happen, <laughs> but I had no actual proof <coughs> that Vince's vision was bad for WWE mm. and sports entertainment was actually good. So now seeing Triple H break Royal Rumble attendance numbers, yeah. break Royal Rumble viewing figures with this quality product, that's perfect. I think that's. I think the benefit of competency and the benefit of things <laughs> Not being the competency. Though. No, but I think the benefit of things being like even even predictably booked is that you know if you can predict the outcome, it usually means that you're anticipating it from a perspective mm. of like, oh no, I kind of want that to happen. And I think you know we've obviously spent years being swerved for no reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not just not to like you know to confound people's expectations and be like wow that's actually that mind-blowing that's just they're just messing with you mm -hmm. for the sake of it to be like well we just didn't want you to be like well that was predictable and it's like Swerve. i think i do actually think that in in terms of like i think sammy is the perfect example of something that you wanted to see happen we all knew it was coming mm -hmm. at some point we didn't necessarily know if it was going to be like last night specifically but that feeling of like okay well, you've you've earned the right to do this this way and seeing the payoff is wholly satisfactory. It's like, you know, it's that same thing of, you know, watching a good TV show and you're like, okay, well, I want to see the downfall of this character because you've made him mm. such a bastard. You've yeah. made this person so horrible that I have to, like, Joffrey. You want to see Joffrey in Game of Thrones fall because you're like, you're so awful. And I think in this same same degree, like, Sammy's whole thing with the bloodline, you're like, we just know it's coming. Like, you know, the, the good Sammy Zayn will out here. I think it's a bad example to use Joffrey mm -hmm. because George R. R. Martin on purposely yes, did yeah, not yeah. give you the revenge but for you film want, but you want to see these. on some grapes. <laughs> yeah, but that, I, <laughs> but um, I know what you mean. I totally yeah, you want to see mean. people actually call. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's see what uh, the SWAP Nation have to say. Mm. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send in your Zane chats there. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. This was left over from last night's live reactions we did. Shlomo Willick says, what if Sammy wins the belt at Elimination Chamber and defends it against Cody at Mania Night 1 while Roman main events Night 2 against Jay for control of the bloodline? <clears throat> I think it'd be mad if Sammy wins the belt at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but in Canada, that's <coughs> kind of what they did with Eddie back in No Way Out 2004, yeah. where they had him beat Brock Lesnar. Mm. So Eddie went into Mania as champion, and Brock got the Goldberg match. Went went great, mm. I hear. <laughs> I don't, there's so many ways they could go. I have no idea what the best one is. Like my my gut says first you do Owens and Zayn versus the Usos yes, at Elimination Chamber um, but I don't know how if they win then how can Sammy also go for Roman because Sammy, Sammy versus Roman is the biggest match in the company right now Yeah, but then Cody also needs a shot yeah I, don't, I wonder whether you do Cody for one of the titles because Cody only yeah. really wants the WWE Championship hmm the one he's papa yeah. had. So maybe they'll do. Maybe they could potentially do night one of Mania. The thing this is that this is the issue is you don't want Roman to have lost before either of those matches. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Is the, which is like this is where the conundrum is, right? It's like the idea of like if he loses to Cody and the Cody wins one of the belts, the Sammy match loses some power because Roman's already been yeah. beaten. I mean, we've seen Roman be pinned for three hundreds of times now, just. The referee was counting it, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, you, I don't know how you get out of that really. But I do feel like I feel that Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Usos is where they're going to go with this, despite mm. the fact that Sammy Roman is the bigger match. Yeah, but you've got to do Sammy Roman eventually. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they'll do Sammy Roman at Elimination Chamber, just not for the titles. Uh, Justin McClucky, what if they turn it into a two out of three falls triple threat? Sammy, Cody, and Roman each fall for a belt. Cody pins Sammy for WWE, and Sammy pins Roman for the Universal. That's that. It's overthinking it. I think the only way these work are if they're straight singles matches. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hennessy, it's, 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 it's fixing <clears throat> the same problem though. Of you can, yeah. Either singles match devalues the other singles match. We've got a bunch of chats from Matt Hennessy version one. I will say this after that angle between Zayn and the Bloodline. Sammy got a dethrone Reigns. The fan support is there. He's now WWE's biggest baby face against the biggest heel in Roman Reigns. I think because Reigns went too far, you do an angle where he is told he has to defend both belts. He refuses and is stripped of the WWE Championship as a punishment. You have Seth win the vacated title at Elimination Chamber, and that's how you get to the Cody match. <clears throat> I don't like the idea of him being stripped of just one belt. Yeah, like, it doesn't doesn't make sense. 
Uh, but Matt continues, you then have Sammy run the gauntlet, going through the entire bloodline, setting up Zayn and Reigns at WrestleMania, with Zayn dethroning Reigns. Royal Rumble was a great premium live event. While I was disappointed Zayn didn't win the Rumble, I still think we are getting Sammy versus Reigns at WrestleMania. And finally, it's a bigger match than Cody versus Reigns. If anyone is going to dethrone Reigns, it has to be Sammy. I sent in my fantasy booking on Friday's prediction show, and I think a lot of what I book can still happen. I'm so excited. Going to let it play out. Comprehensive. Mm, I think the thing is, it is a bigger match than Sammy. Sorry, than Cody Reigns. Mm. But Cody with the belt goes on more posters in my head. Yeah. You've got to be careful about... You don't want fans to feel like they're they really want Sammy and then they get Cody and it yeah you know we saw in AEW Cody is uh, it's a, th- a it's, it's a, th- a thin line between people booing him yes. and cheering him yeah yeah <clears throat> he'll set himself on fire or something <laughs> good god guys uh, look I'm on fire guys please guys love me got another neck tattoo. Charles Berg says, Adrenaline in my soul, gonna kick your ass, I'm Cody Rhodes. One interesting theory about the Bloodline segment, this is another person who Roman trusted that hit him with a chair. Surely Sammy has a role to play in Roman losing his title, right? I heart drama. Yeah, big shield vibes there. Yeah, so I think that that could be another aspect of this, is that, you know, the Sammy thing is all delayed until Roman's already lost the belts. Mm. And then that, you can spin that out into a bigger feud it's it's tricky i think you do, yeah. you've got something special right now and the longer you wait they have past to, mania yeah. the, the more danger it has in this i think though i think they will i think the only reason not to go for it is optics of like mm. to investors and channels and that kind of thing in the same way they didn't necessarily want kofi as champion when smackdown started and if uh saudi arabia buy them yeah, so like you can't have Sammy as your champion. Yeah, well, I, I think they could do. They won't even let Sammy on their shows. They'll do a WrestleMania moment where Sammy wins, and then Cody <laughs> will win it right away the yeah. next night. Yeah. Uh, oh god, that's such a like. It'll be the next Cody night. heel turn immediately. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott Young two nine oh seven. Just wanted to say a few things. Thank you Triple H and Vince. Stay the f away. Also, mm-hmm. is it possible to build it as Cody just wants the WWE title? That's all he said he wanted. And you have Sammy go for the Universal. It's tricky. I think mm. if you do it like that, like Cody's meant to, you know, he wants all the belts, right? You're a yeah, wrestler. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Gigi Baxter. Now I'm late, so hopefully you can fit me in for the Raw pod. I want to see the belt on Sammy, but ultimately Roman's reign of terror and seeing the error of his ways should come at Jay's hands. This all started oh. with him and should end with him. I think that's quite a good shout, actually. Like, I think that's the thing is that there's a lot of characters in play here now, and there's a lot there's a lot to juggle with Cody now added into the mix as well. So, like, yeah, trying to satisfy all these little strands of the Bloodline story is going to be interesting. And they've done well so far, I think, to keep yeah. all the plates spinning. Like, you know, I think like we were saying just a minute ago, that idea that all this stuff goes back to winning over Jay's trust and like how he's so unwilling to move on things and then when he finally gets over the line he's like all in he's like all in as roman's right hand man he's all in on Sami Zayn, and now he's super conflicted that is really smart yeah. that's like three years in the build so good if it was any other time in wwe history i would now be filled with dread because i would know they wouldn't deliver on all this expectation mm. they'd put a goldberg in it for instance <laughs> yeah but now they Triple H has built up so much trust in me for mm. his creative decisions. I, this is like how I feel with AEW. I'm, I'm 
even if I'm not fully on board, I'm like, well, I know it's going to get good unless, you know, as a brawl. This is the big test. This is the big test. Sapphire says, Sami Zayn has won my whole heart. I have never been so invested. Uh, Meng, hi guys, this Royal Rumble was really good with both Rumbles and main event. The crowd was so loud, can't imagine the Elimination Chamber. Also, are Sammy and Jay the tag champs now? If so, this is getting even more interesting. Thanks for all the work. Get Pete for this stream, please. Because he loves the bloodline. Mm. Yeah, so Sammy helped Jay win the retain the belts retain on the belts, Monday. Yeah. Um, I think not, but no. That's, it's a cool wrinkle. Uh, Laksiman Narasimhan B has a few chats here. Top three lines from the show. Roman Reigns, you broke my family. Uh, two, Jimmy Uso, he ain't your brother, I am. And three, Michael Cole, that kid is a little piece of ass. <laughs> that was about Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I, I love Dominic Mysterio. He was one of my favourite bits of the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weasel. <laughs> <laughs> they continue, while a bit of an apples to oranges comparison... Uh, the heartbreak towards the end of the show felt similar to the ending of the Festival of Friendship. Mm. It was executed wonderfully. Imagine the heat the next time Roman asks a crowd to acknowledge him. I got the same vibes. Mm. That kind of like how much em genuine emotion you can have in the ring just through everyone's performances. Yeah, I th it, like it was so, considering it was a wrestling angle, it was actually mm. incredibly understated, everything that happened. Yeah. There. And despite the fact they were obviously whacking people with chairs. <laughs> Uh, it's the most nuanced chair shots <laughs> that you've ever seen. Because it wasn't like it was just a... Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, and finally, one more from Laksim, Laksim and Marisim and B. Bit of a weird booking idea. What if Cody Rhodes merely challenges for the WWE title and Sami Zayn wins the chamber for the Universal title? Night one, Sami costs Roman the WWE title. And night two, Cody kind of returns the favour. Also, Sully for champion. I guess if you do it that way where Adam Pearce, for instance, goes... Well, you can, this year, the Rumble winner chooses one shot, the Chamber chooses the other, mm. and we're splitting your belts. And then it isn't Cody saying, yeah, but I only want one belt. Mm. Like, you get around that, so that is quite smart. Um, then you have to be wary of not putting Roman, not accidentally booking Roman in a babyface position, because he will have to wrestle back-to-back -back nights for two titles. On the second night, whoever faces him is going to be a huge advantage. Yeah. So if Sammy is wrestling on night two, you probably want him to have the most brutally horrendous match on night one. So he's more injured going in. Yes, yeah. So so night one could be Sammy versus Jay. And J and Jay's Jay's mission is I'm I'm, I'm just I've got to, to kill you. you. I've yeah. got to kill you. And night two is Sammy versus Roman for Roman's final title. <sighs> I just don't think. I just don't. <laughs> you I just. Didn't see it. I know. I, I really like that idea, but I just. I, I think that's mm. that's way better if Roman hasn't defended the title at all. Like, yeah, yeah, I think I you agree, do that yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. you would, I would still be like, you. This is the gauntlet, and you've got to do. You've got to face Jay night one WrestleMania, night two you're facing Roman. Just like with Brian Danielson yeah. for WrestleMania 30, had to beat Triple H first to get added into the triple yeah. threat. Uh, Jesse Woodworth, the one thing that I can't get over about last night is that after Sammy strikes Roman down with the chair, it wasn't Jay or Solo that struck Sammy first. It was the quiet, loyal follower that was Jimmy that struck the imposter Russo first. Mm. Yeah, it was Jimmy straight in with a super, super kick. kick yeah. It was like it was muscle memory. That's how well-trained Romans made them. Mm. Uh, sorry, but, but Streamlabs occasionally loses 
people's usernames, so we don't have the person's name here. But they say, I fell asleep during the stream last night, but caught up and watched the KO Reigns match this morning. My daughter was absolutely enthralled by the, quote, nice man Sammy as she watched with me. What an intro to wrestling. Thanks for all you do, Team WrestleTalk. <coughs> So emotionally checked no, up. No, right? Charles Berg. Now I, Charles Berg, who is beloved by everyone and not one to toot my own horn, but on the raw review, I believe I do perfectly sum up why this story is so good. I can't condense it here, so see it if you want. It's too long to rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy Panda, member for six months. Will they have Roman break Hogan's record? It breaks it in September 2024. I don't think oh, so. That's way too long. No, that is way too long. Uh, Ruddius Grey Rat. I think any scenario where Sammy has to face Jay is an absolute waste of Jay's character. I would much rather he break off and do his own thing before reuniting with Jimmy later on. I really don't want KO involved at all in Sammy's success either. Mm. Oh, I I disagree. I think I think you can put these characters all together and it creates even more interesting clashes. Yeah, I think like. KO has always been the one saying to Sammy, you know, I know that there's good in you. I know mm. that, you know, you're not, you should be running with these guys. They're treating you badly, all that kind of stuff. Like he's been the one trying to pull him out of the cult, basically. Yeah. So I think he, he perfectly fits into this storyline. And also because Kevin Owens now has multiple visual pinfall victories <laughs> over Roman Reigns. Like, Jacos, just all kinds of stuff. Man, Roman's acting. In my opinion, the best actor there ever was in WWE. The way he crawled in the corner after Sammy's chair shot was a beautiful touch to the post-trauma shield split. Mm. And his anger-slash-denial acting when he beat Sammy was done to perfection. Yeah, I agree. Like, go back and watch Roman's lockdown matches when he's in the mm. Thunderdome and, and you can hear him just trash-talking people. Yeah, It is psychotically good. Mm. Uh, Anonymous, is it possible that Reigns told Sammy to hit him for Owens to get DQ'd? Uh, at, at what point in the, the match? Match, match was, no, he was passing in the chair. Out, yeah, no. uh, Zami did it, but now Reigns denies that he ever told him, causing the bloodline to turn on Zami and feel bad for Reigns. No, I, I don't think that works. I think Reigns has got them all marching to his tune anyway. And finally, for now, Ms. Rare Diamond. The, the Sammy chair shot and Seth chair shot are like opposite sides of the same coin for Roman. Mm. Their motivations are different, but both still ended up with Roman being betrayed, resulting in his family dynamic being decimated. Yeah, it's, re it's really good layered stuff. Um, keep sending in your uh, Ultra Chats. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars at the end of the show. But first, let's talk about the Men's Royal Rumble match. It was good. You said it? it was incredibly competent. competent. It was competent. And I feel like it, yeah, it was, but it was one of those ones, it felt like a lot of this show just clipped along at a really quick pace. Like it, this Rumble felt like it mm. was on fast forward for bits of it. Because it was just like, someone else is here, someone else is here, someone else is here. Almost to the point that like, I feel like normally you get people coming in, there's a bit more kind of, there's a big, there's the big reaction to mm. their entrance, like they come down and then they do all their spots for a, the time limit. And everyone got to the ring here and was like, I don't know, like <laughs> this run up so long, <laughs> like who yeah. knows how much time I've got. And then it's <laughs> like the next person's in. Um, and I, yeah, I think it was, it was really like well paced. 
but I just don't feel like there were a lot of standout moments early in it until kind of Brock, and then you had the kind of stuff with Brock getting eliminated and all that kind of bit, and then it built to this. I think the end of this match was just incredible, mm. really. Like I think when it got down to like six or so guys, and then that final two where Cody and Gunther were just like, we're just gonna have a singles match now for a bit, and then and mm. then we'll sort of resolve that, I guess. Like that was amazing. I think I think you're on something. I think the ends of both rumbles actually mm. were fantastic. Like yeah. amongst the best endings of rumbles mm -hmm. of all time. I even think the women's end was better than the men's end. Mm. Like when they're all on the apron, yes. all that yeah, yeah. incredible. But uh, yeah, the it, it did both matches did feel a bit like entrance mania. So yeah. just entrance, 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 and people were popping. They were just excited to see who was out next, yeah. as opposed to the stories in the ring. And WWE maybe lent into that by not putting as many stories in, in the, the ring, ring as there yeah. usually would be. Um, we got Pat McAfee coming out first. He wasn't in the Rumble, but he made a fun return to join commentary. Apparently a complete surprise as well. To as Michael Cole kept Cole. saying. Yeah. I had I, no idea. I was definitely not told about this. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. I thought commentary had been, they've improved so much. Uh, they're just having they're having fun as well though yeah. I think is the other the, the, I think the important thing about WWE commentary is like they know when to shut up now is that they're like getting getting notes to actually be like don't talk for 20 minutes yeah. like that would never have happened before that that bloodline sec segment under Vince yeah. would have had Cole go oh no <laughs> what oh no <laughs> look at Sammy's face <laughs> he's sad uh Gunther and Sheamus started off at one and two. Amazing. Really good idea. And both of them had very long stretches. I think Sheamus lasted 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. Gunther, of course, lasted right till the end. Uh, Miz eliminated first. Uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were in the ring at the same time. There was part of me that was like, oh, is, it? Is, yeah. is, is Big E actually okay? But he wasn't. And I thought, well, at least Kofi will get his uh, yeah, yeah. fun like fun set. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he was, was he pushed off the apron? He was pushed off the apron and he was trying to land on a chair. A, a wheelie chair? Yeah, but the chair tipped That's before he sort of landed on it, didn't it? And yeah. He sort of landed on it as it was already tipping and then just sort of spilled onto the floor. But I don't know, like, it felt like, because Xavier had just been eliminated, mm. right? So Xavier, it looked like Xavier's job was to get the chair ready. Ah, uh, maybe. And he hadn't got the chair ready in time to catch Kofi. Mm. And then Kofi, I think, had just been pushed with such force that he just went, this chair's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going with it. Yeah, it, it looked, if you go back and look at just the shot they cut to, it is the saddest heap of man and chair yeah. I've ever seen. Like Kofi, you can't see his face, the chair's down. You just hear Michael Cole over the top of the shot going, uh, I think he's still in. I think yeah. he's still in. I don't think both <laughs> his feet have touched. And then they, clearly they were just like, I don't know, can you get on the chair from there? <laughs> <laughs> Kofi just went, I'd rather not, actually. No, I want to go home I want to go home now, sad. thanks. So that's twice now in yeah. a couple of years. So, But this, and this could, you know, and this could very much be a factor in sort of why some of the match felt like things weren't mm -hmm. kind of gelling. Because when things like this do happen, if, if you have run through who's in the ring, who's going out when, what's going to happen when people come in, that can throw you off. And it did seem like there were a few moments where people would come into this match and then sort of immediately be like, oh, I don't know. Like yeah. Otis, when he came in, like like we were talking about earlier, yeah, this, this yeah. idea, like Otis runs into the ring and look, gets half set up for the Caterpillar and then goes like, oh, no, wait, 
and then <laughs> doesn't do it and then sort of then sets up for it again and does it. And it felt like there were a few moments where there's just miscommunications in the ring and people were in each other's way or they weren't like running in and kind of hitting their big spots, I guess. And yeah. That, yeah. And maybe that was maybe that was part of this. There were also those rumors that like, you know, Cody said in the presser that he wasn't he wasn't technically cleared to compete in the match mm. until the day of the show. So like, you know, they're all finding out what they're kind of doing. Maybe there wasn't enough prep time to kind of go yeah, through yeah. actually what would be happening because things were still up in the air until the last minute, even though they had announced Cody to be in the match. Well, there was also, to, to add to that, Rey Mysterio. Mm. He was meant out at uh, uh, number 17. He just didn't come out. Yeah. And then Dominic came out later, was wearing Rey's mask. He came out next. Dominic, yeah. Dominic came out at 18. G- giving the impression that Rey had beaten up. Sorry, Dominic had beaten up Rey yeah. backstage. But apparently it was because Rey just got an injury the previous night. Yeah. So he wasn't around. So when these matches are so intricately booked, yeah. if you just take out one person like the Kofi Kingston spot there and Ray, mm. like, yeah, it could all crumble quite fast. Yeah. It didn't crumble, but there was occasionally a bit of offness. It went it went from <clears throat> Yeah, I think it went from kind of the there's normally this sort of smoothness to the rumble where it does feel like people come in, everyone knows that they've got sixty seconds to just hit five yeah. moves. And they've just sort of they just sort of go in and do that immediately. And this one felt like they were kind of mm-hmm. getting in the ring and being like, do you want to take a move? <laughs> hey, do you want to take a move? Chop. Yeah. And it just felt a little bit like that was all kind of being mm-hmm. called in the ring rather than it had been kind of talked about yeah. beforehand. Well, we got Drew McIntyre. I just run through some big bits, not everybody. Like, we don't have to talk about, no offense, Santos Escobar. Uh, but Drew McIntyre came out at number nine. He united with Sheamus. Oh, sorry, how are we not talking about Santos Escobar, who came in and just hit a phantom driver from the top rope, like, yeah, immediately? <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's no Logan Paul. Uh, that, mean, that meant the Banger Bros were in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Graves said, don't call them the Banger Bros. Yep. And Pat McAfee always called them the Banger Bros. Yep, every <laughs> single time. Uh, Brock Lesnar was He was also was calling out. Peacock the cock for a lot yeah. of it, so... Oh, he's he did not care. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar was out at 12. He just hit everybody with suplexes. Mm-hmm. Has a stare down with Gunther. I was like, mm, yes! And then Bobby Lashley comes out mm-hmm. and eliminates Lesnar. So Le- Lesnar was only in there for three minutes. Yeah, It's, of course, to build the third match between him and Bobby. Yeah. They've had a sort of year-long program now. Um, but Which I, I'm, you know, I'm cool with. That'll be exciting. Mm. I still feel like they've got one great match in them that's better than the the disappointing first and the okay second. Mm. But I just want Lesnar Gunther now. Yeah, I want. There was a lot of Gunther in there mm. that I was just like, I want Gunther this, Gunther that, Gunther this, please. I'll have a Gunther that, thank you. Yeah, um, it's Brock... like the January for Gunther, <laughs> the, uh, the meatiest man. Yeah. Ironically, Brock was very angry. He beat up a commentary desk. <laughs> And then Baron Corbin and a referee. Uh, Seth out at 15. Um, Dominic's out after Ray. We've already covered. I love Dominic. I like, yep, he's great heel. Uh, Finn and Priest came out at 20 and 22. So all of Judgment Day were together. Mm-hmm. Booker T was a surprise entrant. Um, of course, it's Texas. He's home state. Mm-hmm. He was he's, eliminated pretty quickly after a spin Rooney. Yeah, he was in for like 60 seconds, yeah. wasn't he? It was a fun spot, though. He did a couple of high kicks. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Looked good. Yeah, he looked good, yeah. Um, 
But then Edge came in at number 24 and he ran wild on the Judgment Day, eliminated Priest and Finn, mm -hmm. but then they pulled him out. Yeah. And that, you know, will probably reignite a Judgment Day Edge feud. Yeah, because they brawled all the way to the back mm -hmm. as well. And then uh, Beth turned up after Rhea came out attacking Edge. Yeah. Yeah. So Beth took out Rhea there. And I found that strange that that wasn't really like, that didn't play into the women's rumble in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bigger factor. She came down to the ring at number one, holding her ribs. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. And like what, and what's, and I guess I, I get the thing is that you don't want Beth Phoenix to come out and interfere in the women's rumble mm -hmm. because that's going to make Rhea appear more baby faced than I guess she needs to. Yeah. Um, but have Beth as an entry. Yeah, I think like fine. them having their stare down would have been really interesting, mm -hmm. and then you could have had like you know Beth getting closer to the finish would have also like up the ante. Yeah, it yeah. would have made it people a bit more conflicted about the real win as well. Yeah. And I think like what you need to do is kind of in the situation where you have the heel like that who is so popular and people do want her to win is build up some other people in the match to be like, oh no, actually I'd love to see mm -hmm. Asuka win. I'd love to see Beth Phoenix win because of this thing that's going on between them. There was just no, there was no question. Yeah. Really. And I, don't, I think the same thing in, in the men's match. There wasn't really a question in my mind about Cody winning or not. Like, I only really wanted Gunther to win because I was just like, well, he's just been there for so long. <laughs> he's really earned it. He worked hard. The diligence. He's really, he's yeah. really worked hard. And also I'd like to see Gunther Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's another Gunther match yep. for Gunther Yeah, Gunther Uh Strowman was out next because he was a former Royal Rumble winner. Mm. Uh, no one cares about that one, though. Uh, he eliminated a Moss. Sheamus and Drew kept trying to save each other, but Gunther pushed them both out. Logan Paul at number 29. Um, he came in. The whole crowd booed him. All the wrestlers beat him up. And then he hit a buckshot lariat. And I was like, God, God damn it, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then number 30 he came out drinking his stupid drink as well he chucked it into the crowd so someone's made about a thousand dollars as well <laughs> probably people probably made more the, people probably the... made more off that drink that Logan Paul threw into the crowd than they will off selling Cody Rhodes's weight belt <laughs> I don't understand I've no idea I don't understand what it. flavor is it uh it's Logan Paul flavor oh good <laughs> Just tastes of douche. Uh, number 30 was <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I non-swear word to say. <laughs> I only had the C word in mind. Thanks for not saying uh, Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, number, 30, number 30 was Cody Rhodes. Did you also forget that Cody Rhodes had 100% pre-announced himself? Uh, I, it, as it was going counting down to 30, I was like, oh, who could yeah, be yeah, at so. 30? And then I was like, oh, Cody's not yeah, him. Of course, yeah, yeah, oh, right, yeah. I was honestly, till Cody's music hit, I was going, I wonder if it's The Rock. <laughs> there was a bit of me that was still like, I wonder if it is. Who knows? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, they um, have been very upfront about this. To be fair, when it when it came, when came that match was on first, I did just go, oh, right, Cody's winning. And yes. then during the process of the match, I'd just forgotten about Cody existing. I'd definitely forgotten about him being in WWE. Because <laughs> as soon as he came out, I was like, oh, this is... So AEW now, what's happening? But yeah, he came out. Logan and Ricochet had this incredible spot where they both springboarded off opposite mm. sides of the ring and clotheslined each other midair. Yeah. It was one of the most impressive Royal Rumble spots I've ever seen. Yeah. 
And it was all set up because they were just on, they both were on the apron on either side. And they went, you do a springboard. <laughs> and he went, yeah, I do. You do a springboard, don't you? Yeah, I do. All right. And then they just went. There was yeah. no... But then it was so I don't know what awesome. they were saying to each other to get to there. It was so awesome. Logan Paul evaporated. Yeah. For about five minutes. So much so that we get to the final four and it, well, what we think is the final four, the commentators say, it's the final four. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Austin Theory and Gunther. And then <laughs> Logan Paul runs in and eliminates Seth. Yeah. I'm like... After they've so, got... So they get rid uh, of Theory. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I was like... So, so Logan Paul was eliminated, and he's suddenly trying to start a feud with Seth. Mm. And they were like, "Oh no, he he was never eliminated. He just rolled out for a rest." Yeah, yeah. Ricochet should have thought about doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said he put his hand up to get picked up by Seth Rollins <laughs> or whoever it was. He would put his hand up, and oh, was, I think it was Cody actually just like pulled him up and was mm. like, "All right, out you go." Uh, but yeah, it was Cody Gunther finally. Um, the Cody Seth stuff was really good. Yeah, I thought I had a pedigree off mm. um, in honor of trips, and I think like, and I think also the commentary did a really good job here, kind of calling out the history of those two mm. with Triple H, and and like it all feeding back into the kind of wider wrestling story about Cody and all the things he's done in AEW to poke fun at Triple H. Like that was all just a nice little thing to actually yeah. bring up and and play around with, and I think yeah, having those two in the ring again together was just a nice way of kind of calling back to... Do you remember all those matches that Cody had before he got the big purple nurple? Like, they were all with Seth. Yeah, they were all with Seth. Weren't they good? And then <laughs> then to move on and be like, and now here's Cody having another good one-on-one -on -one showing with Gunther was just like, I think, really cool. A good way to remind people as well and make it feel like, you know, Cody took that kind of like focusing of Gunther on the chops, on the mm. chest and, and the way commentary called out that idea of like, you know, the surgically repaired peck and all that stuff. It made it feel a little bit less lopsided that a man who'd been wrestling for mm. an hour, who's yeah. a bad guy, <laughs> was facing the guy who, who just walked in at number 30 fresh. Uh -huh. So like it did, it did enough to kind of be like, oh, this isn't like, you know, Cody's not being a dick here for having yeah. just like being the fresh man, being yeah. up poor old Gunther. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he, he picked could, up Braun Strowman. Because, because again, you could have been in real danger of the crowd turning on Cody because yep. they just get behind how awesome Gunther is. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of booze, I think, when Cody came out, but not enough where it's uh, an issue. Mm. Um, I think people were. I think by the end of the match, people were completely behind him. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the quality of the guy's work. Yeah. Like he got you to. He got all those people on side. So many elimination attempts on Gunther. There were yeah. so many bits in these final five minutes where I was like, okay, Cody's won now. Okay, Cody's won. Yeah. But they kept teasing it out. Uh, and then, yeah, Cody won to loads of pyro. Yes. A lot of pyro. To so much pyro they looked fake. Yeah. When they cut to the outside and all the fireworks were going off, it looked like they'd just gone, you know, like the old Windows screensaver. <laughs> it looked like they just superimposed that over... You can it... start to see all the pipes getting drawn yeah. as well. Yeah, it was... <laughs> And the, and the word WWE is just bouncing around <laughs> the corners of the screen. It was one of those ones where it's like, you know when they set off fireworks sometimes and it's like the, the timing's wrong. So like all the fireworks go off. Yeah, That's what it looked like. Oh, yeah. It was like... I know we pressed the red button. Well, unfortunately, they didn't use up all the fireworks because next up we had the Pitch Black Mountain Dew match. 
LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. Um, the gimmick was a surprise going in, and it was revealed to be a pants UV rave where they just put some, are they called black lights? When you, yeah. it only shows up sort of UV colors. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt had some UV face paint on. LA Knight had uh, UV pants on. And they fought around the ring and occasionally sort of jizzed green liquid. Yeah. Green luminous liquid. And CSI then... would have a field day with that. <laughs> and then Bray won. Yeah. Yeah. I, might, I think my favorite thing about this match is they break the commentary table. Yes, they you've break, done some investigating. They, I did this. some investigating. They break the commentary table during this <laughs> match, which I didn't have to investigate very hard. But there's a bit where Bray Bray goes to clear the table, and he's tipping over all these cups on the table that have all this neon spaff in them. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what it is. Uh, and he pours that spaff. <laughs> he, <spoils, laughs> he, he spaffs all that around the ringside, and then uh, yeah, LA Knight sort of clotheslines him through the table. Yeah, they set up the steel steps yeah. right next to the table so they can launch off it. But then the table's back. Later in the show, the table's just back. And it's not like a table. It's a it's an announcer's desk. Yeah. You can't just... They just like, pop it. I think they just, like popped it back up. Surely you can't reconstruct those things. I reckon, yeah, you must be able to. I suppose so. But because the, like, the they, joints they ne- would be Because broken. they never... Well, no, because they never like they never bend, do they? The announcers' mm. tables they always they impact, shake, and then it's like the joints come loose. So yeah. it's like the sides just go like that, and then it's the a top, working and table. then the top falls down. Mm. So I wonder if it's just a case of you just put the sides back up. Yeah, well, whatever it was afterwards, Bray <laughs> chase Bray put on a different mask afterwards. Yeah, and this made him impervious to pain. La Knight gets a. Luminous stick, yeah. rave, a glow big glow stick, stick yeah. yeah, and starts whacking Bray on the head, and Bray no sells it. They Chases sort of him. chase him through the crowd to a production area, not the stage, but somewhere else. Mm. And Uncle Howdy appears, does a little dance, yeah, and then he does a dive, dive nowhere near LA Knight, no, and then explodes. <laughs> What are we supposed to? Because that's literally what happened. <laughs> even know. if you're, even if you're not in the arena and saw Uncle Howdy totally miss LA Knight, what we saw on screen was Uncle Howdy also totally missing LA Knight. Yeah, and then exploding. Yeah, I feel like I they didn't have a. Fin- me- I think it's got a deeper meaning. I feel like they didn't have a finish, and they just thought, I'll probably put some pyro on it, mm. make it pop. What what deeper meaning could this have? I don't know. I have no idea. I'll have Aren't to do that. I'll have to go. Mates? I'll have to go and do the explained episode <laughs> about this Mountain Dew pitch black match. How does Mountain Dew fit into the larger Wyatt law? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, do they drink it in the woods? I guess they. Yeah, it, they need energy. Yeah, it's like for the hunts. It's not actual the Dew of mountains, though, is oh, it? Yeah, it's the problem. No. Doesn't come from a spring somewhere. No, it's too luminous. Yeah. Uh, what a terrible match! Um, yeah. What a terrible, what a terrible premise! Uh, what a very overall pretty boring match. Why was it sponsored when it was Bray Wyatt? Mm. It does lessen it. Uh, like, and and this is the thing: there there are bits of the presentation that I'm like, I think I think 
the the paint that Bray was wearing when the light was off looked mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, uh, it was completely detracted from by the fact that there was neon Mountain Dew logos <laughs> everywhere, and then that when people started hitting each other with pink and yellow kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. That color was transferring to everyone too. So Bray had all this really cool makeup on that was then getting covered in bits of pink and yellow. Mm-hmm. The mask yeah, thing, I think, was I don't know, I don't know what it was about, but <laughs> interesting. The idea of like him sort of reverting back to being like a bit of a monster when he puts a mask on. It looked a but, bit like Kane's open mouth mask. Mm, but it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me if he's already wearing like he's already wearing the paint. So he's already done like the kind of like I've made myself ready for war. I've like you know made myself a monster, and then he's putting on the mask, which is kind of in in I guess literature and all that kind of stuff. You would people do that, and then they kind of become the monster more yeah. because it it's a way of separating yourself from your own humanity, which is the whole theme thing, right? So like he puts the mask on, then he becomes impervious to pain, a bit more of a monster, moves a bit more like a kind of horror villain, and then the whole yeah, then the Uncle Howdy bit was just like. What, what has this added to mm. this moment? Why, like, it's just a pyro. And then, but also, why do a spot that one didn't work? It didn't work when they filmed it anyway. But why do a spot that where the objective is to miss the person because that's the safest way to do it? Because you're jumping into a load of cardboard, so you're going to miss the person. Jump into that, and then the pyro is going to go off to kind of, I guess, obfuscate what's just happened. But like a huge chunk of the crowd yeah. see it happen and are filming it. Like, I, I, I said this in the news earlier, like, I am all for things being safe in wrestling. Like, safety is important, but you also have to do it in a way that looks real so we can mm. suspend some disbelief. If a man is just jumping into a load of cardboard near somebody and then fireworks are going off, I can't, re- <laughs> I can't really suspend my disbelief. They, they should at least connect, shouldn't they? Because yeah. in like the blood and guts thing, which is I guess the best comparison, mm. Jericho and MJF, no, it was just Jericho. He was pushed off. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I d- the only problem is I saw him collide with a mattress. If they just cut around that, that's fine. Yeah, because the crowd couldn't see that either. It was on the far side of the cage. Yes, exactly. But yeah, here I just don't know what they were. It's that, it's that thing of like, why do things? Why do things if you already know it's going to look bad? Mm. Like the same as when the, same as, it's like the same as when WWE put themselves into the, the corner with the eye for the eye match. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we're going to have to do this thing. We pop Ray's eye out and it looks stupid. And it was like, OK, well, well, at least that was in the lockdown era. And you yeah. didn't have to do it in front of a crowd. No, exactly. But like, it. why ever? Why you you're writing the stories? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Just have L.A. Knight run into a right. Just run out the arena. And then you cut backstage and that's all pre-tape and it looks like he's just come mm. out of the dark match and he walks into whatever this spooky, spooky realm is. Yeah. But at least you get round the awkwardness of seeing it. Do you think it would have been better if Uncle Howdy came out on that big platform and downed a bottle of Mountain Dew? Yes. Yeah. And then if he had a big hose <laughs> full of Mountain Dew and he just sprayed LA Knight with it. That's like, that, I think, is the ideal version of that. I can't think of a better way. Oh, and then Zelina Vega can be there dressed as a bottle yeah. of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Unionize, will you? <laughs> uh, yeah, this was rubbish. Um, absolute failure in, in my yeah. view. 
Uh, it's a shame because Bray Wyatt is a great creative mind, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, this is evidence that he fails to transfer that into actual wrestling. Yeah. All the presentation around it, great, but the payoff is never fulfills the promise. No, I, th I, I think rarely that, fulfills. I, th I, th I think this is the thing: is like <laughs> you know, take away the face paint, take away all the dressing of the match. Like it still wasn't a good match. Yeah. Well, speaking of, Alexa Bliss took on Bianca Belair mm. after that. And uh, this was super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Bianca Belair won in seven minutes. That was it. Yeah. This is, I think this, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about, like, this is the, this is the season in which you're going to have to work really hard to make anyone believe mm. that the other person in these matches, in these championship matches, has got <clears throat> even a shred of a shot at winning the belt. Like... You're going to come up with some sort of story reason, some sort of like a way of booking the match that makes you believe in the moment that, you know, there, there is the outside chance that Alexa Bliss might win here. Nothing in this match said to me, mm. Alexa's even got a shot. And I didn't, you know, and I knew that it, the, the real reason for this is like she's going to lose and then you're going to have some Uncle Howdy nonsense afterwards. But that's not investment enough for me to watch seven minutes of yeah. like fairly dull wrestling where like, you know, Bianca did a great flip. It was a really good flip. Stunning even. <laughs> 10 out of 10. But like, other, and like Alexa, I think, had some fairly good offense at points. Mm -hmm. Like she did that, she did the thing where she had a sort of tree of woe, slammed her head down and then just like drop kicked her really hard in the guts. I thought that looked really good. Like there were good little bits to it, but nothing made me believe yeah. at any point. I do, you, and the you crowd weren't invested at all. Like, and I think the crowd obviously were also burned out from whatever the nonsense that just yeah. happened before that was. But they probably all sitting there going, like, how's that commentary table back up? <laughs> Shows how invested you are in a match when yeah. you're, you're, you're most con mostly concerned about yeah. where that commentary hey, table is going. that? <laughs> I think you're right, though. This was really purely just to set up the next development. Yeah. Um, a rubbish way to do it and we didn't even get that much of a payoff like mm. the angle wasn't enough to make you forget how middling the match was yeah. just a video package where they played a bit of Alexa's old playground set yeah so a bit of the playground set a bit of her in the black makeup mm. from Wrestlemania with the, the blood pouring down or the goo pouring down uh, and then I think Uncle Howdy's voice yeah yeah saying what was he saying nonsense <laughs> no, I think nonsense. it was like um I think it was like, do you feel in control or mm. something like that? It was like, are you in control? So, yeah. No. Uh, Michelle McCall was also in the crowd. She was shown in the crowd for this. Remember that. Women's Royal Rumble match next. Rip Rhea Ripley came in at number one. All my ribs for the spear. And then... was fine. Nothing happened. <laughs> for ages. For ages. And then Roxanne Perez came out. I thought she did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was number eight. Then Dakota Kai, Io Sky at nine and ten. So all of Damage Control were in there. They dominated for a bit. They got rid of Dana, Liv mm -hmm. Morgan. No, not Liv. Liv was in there to the end. But Perez, uh, Natalia came back. Um, Zoe Stark came out. She of the cool moves. Mm -hmm. Didn't really do any cool ones here. Candice LeRae didn't really do anything. But then Becky Lynch came out at number 15, mm -hmm. and then she brawled with Damage Control. Katara. Uh, Lynch eliminated Both Kai and Sky, yeah. but Bailey eliminated Lynch, and then, and then Liv eliminated Bailey. Yeah, immediately. But the best thing in the whole match 
for me yeah. was Asuka. Yeah. So Asuka comes out at 17 with slightly remixed music, probably because they're trying to get rid of all that old CFO mm-hmm. money stuff that there's a legal tangle over. And the crowd went nuts for her. Yeah. She she hadn't been seen since November, mm-hmm. but she got a loud, louder pop than, than Edge in the yeah. men's. And she had just a slightly different look. Shorter hair, different face paint. Yeah. People say it's a lot more in line with the Kana character pre WWE. Yeah. And well, she's she was been just awesome. that heavily on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like she's going back to that kind of like darker character. But she had a new mask as well. She had like a sort of um <coughs> Oni style mask rather than a kabuki mask. Yeah. Like Yeah, it was interesting. I thought she was awesome. Yeah. Uh Dewdrop returned as Piper Niven. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, then we got a Tamina Dewdrop face-off, I th- and people popped. I was like, what? <laughs> Why do people still pop for Tamina face-offs? Because people go, big. Yeah. That's a big woman. <laughs> the reptilian parts of our brain. <laughs> Look how big that woman is. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Green came out at number 20. I didn't quite catch who it was. I was like, who is that? I thought, oh my God, it's Peyton Royce. Mm. But it wasn't. It was Chelsea Green. Um... She got eliminated immediately. Rhea threw her out in five seconds. Yeah. So she is immediately the quickest ever elimination in women's Royal Rumbles. Mm -hmm. Is is that a good sign on your return? I wonder whether she is still injured to a degree Mm -hmm. because she has, what, broken her wrist like four times? (laughs) So like, I wonder whether, yeah, she wasn't like fully cleared and... You know, I think also like this seems to be where they might be going with her character as the side. Like, you know, they were doing this with her before she mm-hmm. left WWE as well. Like, maybe they're just going back to the kind of thing they had penciled for Chelsea Green. I hope it's more unhinged zaniness rather yeah. than comedic. I lose all the time. Yeah, well, I wonder if it will be this. Will, this will be a segue into hot mess. Yeah, Chelsea Green. That's so like prime they re- Chelsea they Green. They reintroduced Chelsea. They reintroduced <laughs> Chelsea Green as the Chelsea Green that we saw for whatever it was yeah. a week, and then <laughs> uh, then they they'll start to sort of build up to this breakdown mm. of her character. Yeah, because hot mess Chelsea Green is the best Chelsea Green. So, uh, Zelina Vega came out dressed as Jury from Street Fighter. The there was a Street Fighter sponsorship bit. She fought uh, Zia, Z- Zia Lee on the apron. Mm-hmm. Who was dressed as a Mortal Kombat character, as she always cool. is. Great. She wasn't. Was it fun? Yeah. Did you like the reference? Uh, so I, w- I was like, that's a cool costume. Very good. Reference. She did a lot of standing like Jury does as well, because mm-hmm. Jury always stands with one leg up like a flamingo. So, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Lacey Evans came out. Um, I can't remember where she was when she left, but she looked like she was a baby face handing her military jacket to someone in the crowd, mm. and then she threw it on the floor. So she's a heel. Yes. For now. For now. Michelle McCall, then uh, her, her her music played and they were like, oh, you've got you've to go in. And Michelle McCall was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like she didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> Stepped over the barrier, got in the ring, dressed in like pretty much civilian she's clothes. She's in her Uggs. <laughs> she's wearing Ugg boots. They said on commentary 100 times. I got a kick out of this. Yeah. I like the idea that if you are there and your music plays, you have to go. You're legally compelled yeah. to enter the Rumble match. 
at this point, you know, more people come in. I haven't written them down. And I thought, oh, there's a lot of people in there. We're mm. number 29 now. Number 30 is going to come out. And I thought, I bet Nia Jax is out at number 30 and she's going to clear house. And I was partly right. Yeah. Because Nia Jax was the surprise entrant at number 30. I thought, hey, she'll at least get down to the final two. Nia versus Rhea. Rhea could win. Yeah. But no, everyone ganged up pretty much. 11 people. And threw Nia out. Yeah, so they did the big, they did like, she got into the ring, she confronted everyone, everyone jumped her, so they did the big, like, everyone's beating her down, and Nia did the big bursting out, screaming, um, knocked a bunch of people over, and then Rhea just, like, steps in from behind, clocks her, and then just lifts her up and hits a riptide, and then tells everyone else to chuck her out. A very and tiny then, riptide. A very tiny riptide, yeah. yeah. It requires the other person to jump, I believe. <laughs> uh, um, so she hits the tiny riptide, the little ripper, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, then little ripper. gets her, picks him up, and chucks her out. Um, I think I think that was fine use of Nia. I think that was about as much as we needed of Nia. It was good. I like it when WWE plays up the threat of their own crappy booking. Yeah. So if they let Nia in there all the time and she eliminated everybody and then it comes down to her versus one or two favorites. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, they're going to make Nia win. Yeah, yeah. So it's even more cathartic when the, the person we like wins. Yeah. I, I also like Nia Jax. I know she's yeah, a yeah. bit unsafe, but I think she's a fun performer. I think I think this was fun, though. I think what I think what was interesting about the booking in these rumbles is they knew they actually knew who the they they had a really good gauge i think of how the fans responded to every single participant of all the rumbles because yeah. i think they did a brilliant job with say in the men's rumble cody comes in and cody's the one who eliminates dominic because yeah. they know yeah. that they know how everyone feels about dominic they did brilliantly to keep him in for so long i just booed cody being absolute little dickhead <laughs> and then they just <laughs> like he is such a little dickhead yeah. and then cody comes in and chucks him out and everyone's like yes same thing with the logan paul thing they do the whole forgetting about logan mm-hmm. paul logan paul slips in at the right moment chucks out seth who's very very popular and then cody gets to eliminate logan paul as well and that same yeah, thing of like that yeah. same thing of like you know these are all just little check marks in the mm-hmm. Cody box of like, I like Cody. He got rid of Dominic. Cheer I like Cody. Cody. He got rid of Logan Paul, who, you know, we have mixed feelings about. Yeah. Like, and I think that same thing of like Rhea being the one to lead the charge against Nia Jax <coughs> here did that same thing of like just telling you, like, oh, you should like this person. They've kind of, and we're, and also we're aware mm-hmm. of how you feel about this character. And so we're using them in the right way. So I think same thing with the Miz coming in and being the first to be eliminated as mm-hmm. well. Like, I don't think anyone was hankering for Miz to be in the Rumble for ages, but he's a great person to be the first one out. So I think it's just really well, really well Competently. chosen. Competently chosen. Competently booked. Yeah. Uh, the final three were Asuka, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Again, probably playing into what you just said, Triple H. Those are Triple H people, really, yeah. all come through NXT. He knows that the crowd will like them mm. more than others at the end there. Uh, and the, the final bit was... Just magnificent. They're all on... Well, first off, Asuka goes to Mist Rhea. I think Rhea ducks and Asuka mists Liv Morgan. When they're all on the apron, yeah. So Morgan is totally blind and she goes to hit Rhea. Rhea stumbles. Like, this this stumble from Rhea Ripley looks so convincing. Um, And she slips off and she's holding on. Asuka's been eliminated by this. Yeah, so what Rhea does is 
as Rhea, Rhea ducks the mist mm. and Liv stumbles back into the turnbuckles, Rhea then does a 619 sort of through the ropes and then like whips Asuka's legs out from underneath yeah. her and Asuka falls out. And Rhea's like gathering herself and Liv's still just like flailing around. Um, and so then Liv goes to get, sorry, Rhea goes to get Liv, gets clocked. And then she does this slip and a stumble and she's like, I'm so oh, close. That a, could have gone wrong. Yeah, it was so clever yeah. and it's so well done. And then Liv's blindly looking for Rhea, finds her hands and starts hitting them. Mm-hmm. And then Liv and then Rhea does that full like leg pull up thing, just goes, grabs her by the head and just flips her out. That's oh, such a good ending. It's such so a good, good. Really good. Great winner as well. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley in from number one right to the end yeah this is the Rhea Ripley we wanted a couple of years ago yeah but she was just fed to Charlotte at Wrestlemania yeah so it'll be interesting to see who she chooses at this year's Mania yeah I think the smart money is on Raw go for Bianca Belair yeah but if Charlotte Flair's Smackdown Women's Champion the cool the run back would be good if they're gonna and then if they do Rhea winning mm. that's you know they had and they did have the best Wrestlemania match I think the year yeah. that they had the match, like I, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate seeing Rhea Charlotte mm-hmm. again if the right call is made at the end of it, because I just think that's that's what went wrong the last time. But the match itself was exceptional. Um, but I think Bianca and Rhea are obviously also capable of yeah. like truly exceptional stuff. So that's the proper NXT, yeah. modern NXT. New, new match. I think there's a lovely moment as well in this Rumble uh, where you get down to the final three. And, you know, like we were saying, these are Triple H prospects. These are people that Triple H really loves Mm -hmm. and the fans are behind them. And, like, again, it's that thing of it being the perfect call, right? Because I think in the men's rumble, they got down to the final four and there was the confusion with Logan Paul. So you didn't get that face-off moment Mm. that you you normally get where it's like everyone realizes these are like, we're coming to the end game now and everyone gets really absorbed into the match. And the fans clocked who the final three were. They had this brilliant moment where everyone was just going crazy for the three women mm-hmm. and there's just a moment where you just watch and it's in wwe's editing like you just watch this smile ripple across all of their faces <laughs> as they all just realize like yeah, yeah. fifty thousand people are going absolutely ballistic oh, about bad. them all being there yeah it's brilliant that's so good the magic of the rumble uh but the show was not main evented by a rumble match no nope. first of all we got a hardy uh concert probably unnecessary There were 20 minutes between the end of the Women's Rumble match and the start of the main event. Mm -hmm. Didn't need that. No. And do you mean the start of the main event with a bell, or do you mean the start of the main event with Roman's 20-minute entrance? It was probably the start of the bell. He didn't need a (laughs) run-up. It takes him ages to get to the ring anyway. He didn't need to walk. We've we've elongated that by 100 metres, Roman. (laughs) Uh, We've already covered a lot of the Owens, Reigns, Sammy stuff, but... Anything you want to go into particularly? Of the match itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the match was, I think the match really was, you know, mostly a kind of do over of a lot of their other yeah. matches. It, it felt very similar. Um, and that's not to say it's not good. Um, it's just, we're sort of in that, we're in that weird time where you don't watch a Roman Reigns match for the match, really. You watch it to see what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. And this felt very much like that of just like, I'm just waiting for the end really because I know there's going to be some shenanigans and you know we have to be getting to the end game of this now because it does really feel like how many more visual pins and low blows are we going to see because we yeah. are the matches are becoming a bit too formulaic now 
I don't mind it still. I'm over it. So in this one, we had uh, Ref Bump, then Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb, and we got the full visible pin, Mm -hmm. uh, and then Roman Reigns, low-blowed KO, Mm -hmm. uh, and then was also going to get the chair from Sammy, but Sammy hesitated, maybe, just a beat, and that was enough for Kevin Owens to hit a stunner and get a great near fall. Yeah, another Uh, classic Roman (coughs) shoulder up at the... The, yeah. the fraction of a second before three. But that was the moment where Roman was like, nah, no, no more of this. And he speared Kevin Owens a bunch. He got him by the steel steps. And I've never seen this spot oh my God. before. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw it for the first time only recently. And I think it was Derby taking a bump from Samoa Joe mm. or in one of the Derby matches in the last month where you are in front of the steel steps and you are just thrown on the back of thrown like on the the step part of them yeah so not into the comfortable side no where you can just make a big clattering noise uh into the pointy edge of the steps yeah head first and then back first for kevin owens and then he was speared through the barricade speared in the ring that yeah. was it end of yeah it felt like uh, uh, again another another great opportunity to put over somebody like you know i know Kevin didn't win the match, but mm. it's, it's yet more fuel of like he's really good, yeah. And they're building him up for something big. I think again, that's you know, at some point they're going to have to pay off on this fact that he's had absolute barnstormers with Roman Reigns and has literally visually beaten the champion to thousands of mm. people. Um, so yeah, I think this the show did a very competent job <laughs> of picking people uh, and. You know, showing all us what every single person that Triple H like wants to put over can do. I think interestingly that what I think what's more interesting who is who didn't get their moment to shine here because yeah. there were a lot of Triple H guys in the Rumble. Like Johnny Gargano didn't really get a moment. Uh, Candice LeRae didn't really get any moments. No Matt Riddle return. Carrion Cross yeah, was yeah. out so quickly. So yeah. it's Drew just chucked him out. I think there'll be like there's more to read into that maybe. Than there is into mm. like who you know because I think everyone who was getting built up got to have a moment and be built in the right way of like you know Gunther going beating a record and going the longest and not winning Cody winning and all that kind of stuff mm. like everyone else there's a purpose to everything that happened to them and then there's people who just didn't really get anything like mm. Ricochet got the biggest the biggest moment of the Rumble I guess but that's with... more because of his athleticism no but I think but they, like you know they were like but they were like you're going to get this really cool spot. And yeah. you know, Ricochet is a very, like Triple H loves Ricochet. So it's that kind of, you kind of see how people are being utilized. So it's mm. weird to forget about the Johnny Garganos of the world or Karrion Cross just being immediately chucked out. So like they've got bored of him already. Mm. Yeah, Gargano was in the Rumble <laughs> for mm. a bit, like a period. I couldn't tell you a thing he did though. No. Um. Well, overall, I gave this... Because I was riding high mm. after that final bit. I gave it 98%. Wow. Which is the highest rated thing I've done since I started doing percentage. the percentages. Wow. What do you give it? Ooh. Uh, I did really like I did like it. I know I've been saying it it needed more surprises and stuff. I think I think the problem is is that there were two not good matches on this show. Yeah. And the two rumbles, while the two rumbles you could realistically lose 15 participants from of both of them. And so half the runtime of both 
And you want to make a would... men's and women's super combined rumble? Absolutely not. You would. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. They can have. They, yeah, right, we'll take. It's the, a we'll, people's We'll lock the two fifteen first. The two first fifteen minutes off, and they can go on the pre-show, and then we'll have <laughs> this back two fifteen minutes. Like I just think the yeah, it's that that you could lose half those matches mm. because nothing happened in either of them, and then they both had brilliant finales. Um, so for me, maybe like seventy five percent. Sort of a story of the whole show. Yeah. Amazing end. So good, it makes you forget about mm. Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah. Doing nothing. Uh, well, let's see what everybody else thinks in our remaining Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send them in there. We've got loads to get through. Um, Anonymous says, what are the odds that the Elimination Chamber is Roman, Sammy, Kevin Owens, Solo, Jimmy and Jay? Oh, my God. <clears throat> I would say zero. Yeah. Because unless Solo, Jimmy and Jay are going to lay down for Roman, which I don't, I don't think is a good idea. No. It just doesn't work. I like could see Roman them putting Jay there. and Roman in there. Mm. Like that, there's conflict and that's there, the test. and there's a bit of yeah, yeah, there's a bit of friction there. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think you want to use that match to play out just one storyline. Mm -hmm. Like you, you use the match to conclude one, you conclude with one storyline where you know if Sammy wins it, that makes sense, and if if another member of the Bloodline is in there to, you know, mess with Sammy, that's great. But then you'd still want the other pods filled mm. with people who've got their own reason for going for the championship. Uh, Hedner, 33. I think you have Cody win over a collapsing manic Roman on night one. Then you have Roman go insane and be a savage heel for a huge baby face win for Sammy or Jay. I mean, just I just thought of this. Maybe just have a tournament for a new championship <clears throat> for Cody. Mm. I don't like that now I've said it. <laughs> Uh, Bala Figs UK Cody versus Reigns on night one for the belt Cody wins then Roman versus Sammy on night two with no titles on the line and Jay helps Sammy win you could do mm. but I feel like it, I feel like you'd want the championships and you'd always you just had Roman beaten so yeah. I think I think the, the I think because the championships are so tied to the story as well mm. like Roman's relevancy in WWE is all based on being the champion for so long and the only reason he's running the, the bloodline like such a tight ship is because he's the top dog in the company. Like him losing the championships is the biggest deal. Mm -hmm. So like if Cody is the one that makes him lose the belts, that devalues the Sammy story yeah, because yeah. the biggest thing Sammy can do to him is take away the belts and take away the bloodline. Yeah. Matt Hennessy version one says an idea of how to get Zayn in the WrestleMania 39 main event. Night one, him and KO beat the Usos for the tag titles Night two opens with him beating Solo, and after he wins those matches, he's added to the WrestleMania event and wins the gold at the next premium live event, loses the world title to a heel. Uh, I, I still, I still, I think that's a lot. It's mm. a lot to cram into those two days. Do you know the biggest, the biggest thing they could do is Sami Zayn doesn't win Elimination Chamber. Cody Rhodes says, I'm cashing my Rumble win in, but it's for you, Sami. Cody gets cheered. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> yeah. gets cheered. It all works out in the end. Cody's like, how can I get more cheered? Yeah, exactly. Um, Cameron Anderson, 
See Anderson. Anyone think, he loves me. He loves me not when Roman picked off the flowers from the lay Memphis Sammy, reminiscent of Roman seeing the footage from the tribal court and back and forth in his view on Sammy's behaviour. Acknowledge Jay. That's a good point. Mm, it's uh, a bit and, American beauty. Yeah. <laughs> a little bath of petals yeah. that Sammy's in. Uh, KO being handcuffed serves so many purposes, not being able to help Sammy if he could, having to watch helplessly, and Roman's revenge for KO handcuffed Roman to the stage during the last man standing match with the lockbox. I forgot mm. about that. Good point. Yeah, I suppose maybe you redo this spot, another bloodline beatdown, and this time Kevin Owens drapes his body over Sammy to protect him. Oh. Sort of like, that'd be a nice moment. Oh, that'd be nice. Ah. A hot tag to you, my voice is failing me. Uh, this is another one where Streamlabs has lost the uh, name, so sorry about that. Both Bliss versus Bel Air. This is also just regular Royal Rumble chats now. Both Bliss versus Bel Air and LA Knight versus Wyatt felt too short for what they had been building to as a blow off. Uh, I think the women's Rumble I liked go. The women's Rumble I liked goes Zoe Stark, but the men's Rumble didn't create a credible threat to Cody for me. Thank you guys for everything. I think that's fair. I think that's what we were saying. Yeah. Really, is that I don't you know I don't think. I don't think the finish of either match was ever really in doubt. Like, the only reason to have doubted the women's one was because Asuka was also still there. Mm -hmm. And I just like Asuka. <laughs> she could win a Rumble any day of the week. Uh, Chris James Lilly says, Hey guys, I enjoyed everything last night except the Alexa match. I'm sorry I seem aggressive, but I'm so sick of Alexa being seen as the downside of the show. She's capable of doing what Roman is. I wish they'd give her the chance. Hope she gets a big moment. I think, yeah, I think a lot of that, a lot of the problem with the match is that there were no stakes. Mm. There was no story. Um, and the championship belt. She just needs. She just needs to get on with whatever this thing is now. She just yeah. needs to pull the trigger, join Bray, and see what happens. I think the championship belt. I think as we've proved, as as as, been, as has been proven, the championship belts are like the beginning of a story here. Mm. And what you add on top is what makes the match brilliant. As the the Roman mm -hmm. stuff all proves, is like yeah, the universal title is always up for grabs. It's never changing hands, but like. <laughs> It's all the stuff they sprinkle around yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, we got some more from Chris James. who says, I uh, hope she goes on a rampage between here and Elimination Chamber with Kana, uh, Nikki in faction. I feel like last night someone made them go to finish too soon for all of her build these months. Very underwhelming. I also wish people who would not jump on her for this. Uh, and then to finish off, Bray said she'd, uh, she and him will always be together. Just like Kane and Undertaker are, she can put on good matches. Perhaps Adam Pearce should just be on-screen talent and not a producer, as last night lacked imagination. She still has hit Sister Abigail, which is end game. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, trying to point out the fact that yeah, she was she's still going. She still went for Sister Abigail during the match, didn't she? Um, I think yeah, I think Alexa Bliss can do more. Yeah, I, I I'm just sort of bored with what she's doing, as as I am a bit with the. Brain White, mm. Uncle Howdy stuff. Like yeah. That. They need to move on to the next stage of this plan. I think, I think the thing they've proved with Alexa Bliss since uh, she, they obviously got her off coffee, uh, that, you know, <laughs> she she is actually a very capable actress. Mm. Like, she's very good at selling a storyline. So give her a storyline. Yeah. Don't, and, you know, give her something to, give her something to actually respond to that isn't just like, here's a video package. And mm. then you've just got, like, what do you do mm. when someone just plays a video package at you and you just go, <laughs> in the ring and then you've then you've got to get up and leave at least she's not foaming from the mouth which was what happened when Charlotte Flair ripped her lily doll mm. which was worse 
wrestling. Uh, another one that's been lost. Hey, lads, must say I'm severely burnt by the pitch black match. Bray is probably my personal favorite character in wrestling, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, that nonsense might have been more than I can handle. The human sized puppets gave me genuine retribution energy. Oh, I did. Oh. You know what? The puppets at the end brought me back a bit because when Bray first came back, those people were in the crowd. It's that mm. whole like Wyatt Six thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And he had six yeah. painted on his head. Did he? Yeah. He had oh. Roman numerals for six painted on his head. So I, I didn't mind that bit, but everything else I thought was so <laughs> naff. I just, yeah, I just, it just needs to resolve in a, in a non-bombastic way. Mm. Like, I think what's better about it is it being just sort of low-key creepy and not really high-key yeah. pyro and neon paint. Yeah, Bray, Bray, I think Bray struggles with trying to work his vision into actual wrestling. Yeah, He's, so, he's got such an incredible imagination that probably in-ring wrestling is can't can't uh, betray it. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's restrictive as well, right? Like, mm. I think sometimes the idea of being a character that's an unstoppable monster from a horror film is difficult because nobody beats the monster in horror films. Like, you know, even even in films where they win, the monster mm. comes back for the next one. So, like, it gives you... You're only working with 50% of wrestling then because, yeah. you know, the other 50% is the other guy wins. So yeah, it's very it's very hard to book, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, Blake says, "Hey yo, I completely understand what Laurie is saying. The rumble was good, but there was definitely something missing." The Blakes in agreement. The Blakes in agreement. That's it. From the Council of Blakes, we have decided <laughs> that there was something missing in the rumble. Cameron Morin says Cody will get to choose the belt he wants, the WWE title, and Sammy will win the chamber and go for the Universal title. Roman loves both at. Roman loses both, I think it's meant to be. <laughs> but he does say loves, uh, both at Mania, one each night. I like the the idea that Roman just says, man, it's, I love both. Let's just cuddle and snuggle in the ring tonight. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, but we've already said it. I think that's problematic. Mm. Mayor of Painesville, Dan says, this is Dan. Hello, Laurie. I'm very happy to have you here. Hope you are well. I am well. Thank you, Dan. And Ollie, uh, hope you are having a good time. What an incredible event. Gunther being the Iron Man, getting Goldust's finisher at the end to end him, <laughs> and the bloodline angle equals masterful. Dan popping for the Dan thing. He's a happy Dan. He's a happy little Dan. If Zack Ryder returned, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> We're close. We've got Chelsea Green. Mm. Um, Streaming with Matt says, when Vince was in charge, people moaned about rematches and stuff being stale, and WWE <clears> refused <throat> to do anything different. But as soon as they try something different like Pitch Black, people moan. Wasn't perfect, but it's variety. Do better fans. And then that emoji that's like, oh, uh, thinking. Matt, I, 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 I disagree quite heavily on this because Vince did do a lot of different random stuff in his time zombies? lest we forget the zombies, the zombies! which was also sponsored by army of the dead yeah it's the another branded thing? content yeah so i what was I, the one where they just shot like water at each other with the new day uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah i can't remember super soaker super duper thingy challenge so they did try this all the time under vince we criticized it then we're criticizing it now i think i, I don't i think a pitch black match i think there's something in that i think there's something probably in it having more relevance to what's going on, it not being sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> it could all, like, there are many versions of this specific thing that could work. Like, the idea that he does, LA Knight turns up for this pitch black match, has no idea what it is. All the lights go out, and then you have these, like, flashes of 
little light where you can see his reaction to stuff that's happening kind of in the yeah. dark. And, you know, there are ways to make it a bit more filmic, which probably suit Wyatt more, I guess. Like, as soon as you add in the Mountain Dew and the neon stuff, it's just goofy. Just Bray it's should just only... Goofy. Bray should wrestle more cinematic matches. Yeah. I know we're out of the pandemic, but this could have been a really fun LA night as the US high school jock at the haunted house. Yeah, well they've got like, I don't know, they've got they've got the ability to try it still, mm. I guess is the thing. Uh, Darth Cinema says probably the happiest I've been in a rumble. The matches were fun and the returns were entertaining. Uh, kind of coming back was probably my highlight up there with Sammy hitting Roman. This was a really solid rumble, especially after last year. Competent, even. <laughs> Another one where the name has been lost. I'm sorry. I enjoyed the event overall. The psychology of having heels be the Iron Man slash woman seemed a little backwards for me because I feel that's better for faces. Still, I love Gunther and seeing Triple H's faith in him was amazing. I, yeah, we've been through that. I think yeah. they did enough to make Cody the baby face at the end. Yeah, I think he won you over. I think mm. that was, I think the same thing with like the Rhea stuff. I think it just worked. Like there wasn't really. It didn't really feel like there were faces and heels in that match at all. It just felt like yeah, they were yeah. just going through a bunch of stuff. Uh, Rhodes Travelled has been a member for 14 months now in a row. Big up the Membergs. Uh, my favourite parts were the last third of the Men's Rumble, including the mid-air crash. Mm -hmm. Return of Kana and Bloodline. Jay versus Roman rematch in future. Yeah, I think that's your post-mania direction, probably. I'd love to see that again. Mm. Their, their matches were so good. The camera... Triple uh, Seven said the red mask and no selling is the calling card of the fiend. Yeah, big fiend vibes from Bray at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Hook Nolan Evans says, "Hi lads, just in case SL doesn't list me, list it is me, Doctor Hook Nolan Evans." Firstly, I love the presentation of Walter in the Rumble and Cody. I feel had a heelish performance keeping Walter <laughs> in the Nads and coming out of thirty. Let me know your thoughts. Jam that jam. Yeah, it it was it was heelish, mm -hmm. but again, I think he did enough over that. Selling the body part injury, uh, and of course Gunther's foreign. Yeah, I just yeah, of course Cody's the baby face. Yeah, he's, he's solved racism. He's literally wearing the American flag mm. on his body at all times. Classic. What a baby face. <laughs> uh, Doctor Hook also says uh, this time. Just another note saying this time in regards to the Sammy Bloodline situation. There's a quote I heard, but I don't know where it's from. Family isn't who you're born with; it's who you die for. I love this story. Big Fast and Furious vibes there. Mm. It's all about the. It needs family. more. It needs more Vin Diesel. Yeah, we need to get rid of this Hardy guy from the thing. Oh, and Vin Diesel should have done the opening promo mm -hmm. to the Rumble. Yeah, and he's epic voice. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting the Rock. Let's have let's have Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. He's probably not busy. Uh, we've also got. Uh, we need to thank Eddie Edwards, who's become a member. I've ever told you my Vin Diesel story. No, go on. I had a friend who did an interview with him years and years and years ago. And apparently he's a super lovely guy, mm -hmm. uh, very um, into comic books. I, th I think it was comic books. Mm -hmm. He loves so karaoke as well. So talking about comic books and, you know, just talking like how we would normally talk. Mm. And then someone said, OK, we're going to do the, the shoot now. And Vin goes, oh, you want Vin? And he totally changed <sighs> his voice. Yeah. Because he's a real lovey. Like, he's yeah. apparently just really nice and cuddly yeah. and friendly. And then, yeah, does, does Vin. Oh, you want Vin? Oh, I've reloaded the thing. And we've got loads more. Wait. Miss Rare Diamond says, all I can say is, oh, my God, it's Canna. Even though I knew it was coming, I still pop so hard. Triple H, please, please, please just let Asuka be a beast this time mm. round. Can't wait for Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania. I'm optimistic. Yeah. 
The, diff- the difficulty with her being a beast is you've also got Rhea, you've also got Bianca, who are all... There's nothing wrong with multiple strongly pushed performers. No, there isn't, but they can't all be... It's a healthy they division. They can't all be super dominant. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, you've also got Becky. <laughs> like, um, Chris Dudley says, "Gotta say, it seemed dumb, but I was there last night and oh. about and about the pitch black match. As soon as the lights went out and the black lights came on, everyone around me was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. They definitely put a lot of thought into this one.' Okay, well, glad you enjoyed it. I've heard a lot of live feedback that said it was naff mm. as well. I think it looked cool. I think there was potential for it to mm. be cooler. Like I said, I just think you, if you take the logos out and the weird spaff." then it's fine uh will campbell says hi lads i actually picked a perfect card in wrestle league oh well done anyway that side i love this year's pay-per-view gunther versus cody was amazing the women's royal rumble final three was as well and the main event and after that absolutely ruled particularly sammy smashing roman witty comeback says sammy has to dethrone reigns then jay has to defeat him and disband the bloodline mm. uh, seth versus cody at mania for the wwe title while sammy versus reigns for the universal sammy wins the elimination chamber to get the title shot for the universal title we'll see we'll see where they go i like the idea of jay despite <laughs> like winning the head of the table and then he tries to rule it as a nice person and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd and be, he has to. And he ha- and then he loses his. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, Chris James Lilly again says, uh, for the Roman stuff, perhaps you put all the people Roman has wronged over the reign with the bloodline locked out of the chamber. Uh, sorry, in the chamber basically, oh. and they all get a measure of revenge. But Roman still finds a way out. I really like that, but maybe that's something you do down the line. I think you need to keep the focus on Sammy and Roman at the moment. Yeah, and I think the problem again is like you risk, you run the risk of even if it is everyone getting revenge on Roman, and that's cathartic. Mm-hmm. Roman looking like a babyface in yeah because he's up against it um darth cinema says can we also just say however big a star they made walter especially that moment with brock felt Mm. absolutely massive i hope this is an indication of where he's going in the future of the company me too i think yeah the only the only thing i would have added to that rumble die jack give me oh yeah give me die jack uh New Lass says, the problem with all the stories people are suggesting about the blood is that we are all trying to go around what actually has to happen. That is Sammy winning. If Cody does win, he will not be booed. It will still be disappointing, though, because it's not Sammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. But I do have faith in them. I think they can figure this out. Mm. And then the final old chat uh, is just about Nia Jax. And it's oh, we just got a uh, seizure parrot as well. Is anyone else worried this is leading to Sammy KO versus the Usos instead of Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania? Usos could start trusting each other less and less until they implode and then Roman loses to Cody because of being mentally distracted by the bloodline crumbling. It's a story. I don't know if it's the best story. No. But there's there's lots of ways to go. The story to follow here is Sammy. I mm. think is the is their issue now is that, that yeah, they've they've built a really good story. And they now have to book around the fact that they've done this other one. Yeah. And they've literally got years of history where if you win this thing, you get the match at WrestleMania. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Cody just goes, I don't know, NXT title for a bit. <laughs> it's the only one his dad never yeah. held. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it didn't exist. Uh, you get the 24-7 title out of that bin or near yeah. that bin. Uh, Eddie Edwards has become a member as well. Hopefully it's the Eddie Edwards, but if it's not the Eddie Edwards, thank you also, other Eddie Eddie Edwards. 
Uh, and Extra yeah, Eddie Edwards. One last chance. And the final one uh, from Just No Yes says, Ollie, how happy are you that Nia is back? Are you as happy as Adam getting to play Monopoly? Thanks to Laurie. <laughs> Thanks for the great content you guys give us on all the channels. I would be lying if I said I didn't get a kick out of hearing, I'm not like most girls. <laughs> uh, and Nia Jack's coming out. I think she's she's a very good persona. Mm. They forgot to play the countdown for Nia. Mm. They just hit the music and then yeah. the countdown popped up at seven. <laughs> and then they took the countdown off. She doesn't need a countdown. She doesn't need a countdown. Like she comes out whenever she wants. Uh, we'll just have one last one. Andrew, the last airbender. I hated the commentary for the Women's Rumble. So many, who's this? Who's that? Was Pat always that grating? Can't watch now, so I can't wait to hear your reactions. But I actually really liked the pitch black match. Thanks for everything you guys do. Uh, well, thanks for that, Andrew. Yeah, Pat was Pat had definitely not kept up to date when no. he was off doing college football. Yeah, and I think like some of the like you know like Pipe and Niven getting to come out, having sort of won back her own name, and mm. the commentators having a good joke about the dewdrop thing. It's like, don't be dicks. Like, yeah. she obviously didn't choose that name. Um, but thank you everybody ever so much for joining us here today and for all your ultra chats. Please go right over to Wrestle Talk, uh, main channel. Main channel? That's rude. Other channel. The other channel. To watch my Royal Rumble review if you want a more condensed version of this because that went up earlier. And But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Laurie Blake. Jam at Jam. Jam at Jam. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide? symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details